Hello and welcome to the December edition of Unipurse Market Insights. My name is Florian Oberländer and on my side, I'm very happy to welcome our chief analyst, Gregor Petz. Hi, Gregor. Hi, Florian. Good to see you again. Good to see you too. And we have a lot of topics to discuss today. We will um, talk about the UN climate conference that's currently held in Dubai. We will discuss the meeting between Joe Biden and Xi Jinping in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago. And something that I'm very excited about, we will host our first guest today and talk to him a little bit about portfolio management and trading. But we will start with the current status of the gas markets. Gregor, can you bring us up to speed what's currently going on here? Yeah, the situation, um, as we discussed it last time, in principle has not changed. So it's uh, still um, re relatively well supplied. The storage uh, levels are above 90% in Europe. And um, the uh, brief cold period we've had last week uh, in Germany is uh, mainly over, which uh, which means then it's relaxing. Again, also the prices um, uh, have been uh, relatively relaxed and are uh, decreasing as we speak. So um, the, the uh, summary of it is uh, if nothing breaks, if every uh, all the supplies remain as they are, um, we will have no problem uh, during this winter. Okay, that sounds, sounds good. Uh, how about LNG? Is that a factor? We get uh, good supplies of LNG in, in Europe, and that's despite the fact that uh, prices in Asia um, have risen. So uh, they are much higher than in Europe right now. So the differential between those uh, markets has uh, significantly increased. But still, um, we uh, get all the LNG in Europe that we've ordered. And although some more is going to Asia, there's no no doubt, no questions uh, that we get the LNG we need uh, for the time being. Of course, many of these uh, cargos have been uh, basically pre-ordered, if you want, uh, course, before yeah. uh, that differential uh, rose. Yeah. Okay, so even if we get colder temperatures beginning of next year, supply situation looks good. And you know, how would it affect you know moving into um, the summer period? Yeah, um, as I said, um, it's um, if if the situation remains, um, then also filling the storage will not uh, in in summer will not be such a big problem. But we need uh, stable supplies. Uh, as uh, as previously, so that's the precondition that everything works works well. Okay, yeah, and of course, uh, something that we discussed here in this format uh, a lot of times over the last couple of months are the geopolitical uh, situations that sometimes cause prices to mm -hmm. to spike, uh, even though it has nothing to do with the fundamental situation or the supply situation. And um, here to discuss this with a little bit more into detail is Holger Fleckenstein from Unipa Market Solutions. Hi, Holger. Hi, Florian. Hi, Gregor. I'm very happy to be with you today. Good to see you too. And um, Unipa Market Solutions uh, offers various, um, you know, services to our customers. Um, one of the main ones is the management of uh, gas and power portfolios for the customers, meaning that you kind of buy and, and sell or trade um, on behalf of the customer, depending on their risk appetite. So when you see these um, price spikes that have nothing to do with the fundamental situation, how do you explain these and how do you deal with it at Market Solutions? 
Yeah, uh, in the past few months, we have recognized that in addition to fundamental influences, uh, market sentiment has played a significant role in shaping the market. Um, fears and concerns, especially as we approach the winter season, have become prevalent, contributing to apprehensions about a cold um, and problematic winter, uh, potentially. Um, this increased the sensitivity of uh, the market to negative, um, respectively uh, bullish news. Uh, and therefore, minor technical issues with pipelines or LNG terminals, for example, uh, changing weather forecasts, as well as the alarming reports um, of the geopolitical escalations in the Middle East, have led to immediate uh, price increases. Um, and as you already mentioned, mentioned Gregor, uh, the increased importance of LNG in the supply mix um, let the focus on gas become much more global uh, this time. However, we have to say that the underlying fundamental situation has not confirmed all these concerns so far this winter period. Consequently, the price spikes were very short-lived within the context of an overall downtrend. And um, all in all, we can say markets uh, remain really yeah, challenging for all of us. Um, yeah, these developments naturally create uncertainty also among our customers. Um, we as portfolio managers at Uniper Market Solutions stand on our client side, assisting them maintaining a broader perspective, yeah, keeping a cool head in decision making and minimizing risks. And ultimately, all these market developments uh, also pre present opportunities and we are helping our customers to see some. What, what do you mean precisely with opportunities there? Um, yeah, in order to survive uh, in volatile energy markets, it's important um, uh, I would say at first to have a clear objective. Um, second, it's important to understand the market drivers. And the third point is uh, you have to have a clear trend expectation for the markets. And uh, in addition, you should be also prepared to react on all eventualities, including unlikely scenarios. And with that, we think uh, that a longer term risk diversification combined with a short term tactic uh, based on the current market trend um, is a very good approach for that. Okay, sounds very interesting, definitely. Um, where can people find out more or find out what other services you offer? Yeah, that's easy. Uh, for those who would like to know more about Uniper Market Solutions, feel free to get in touch with us. Um, yeah, further information and contact details can be found on the Uniper website. All right, and I will make sure, depending on what platform you are watching or listening, uh, to Unipass Market Insights that I will put down the corresponding link as well. And otherwise, a quick Google search will do or you find it under Unipod.energy. So, Olga, thank you very much. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Very interesting, isn't it, Gregor? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Olga, for joining today. So let's move on to the next topic, Gregor. Um, I mentioned it earlier. The UN Climate Conference is currently going on in Dubai. Um, close to 200 nations are on site discussing um, the climate. Even though by the time of the recording, we just have a few days left of the conference, so we cannot um, report on the direct outcome. Is there currently already some trend that's developing or are there any any notes that you would like to share with us? 
Yeah, indeed. And the conference is approaching the finishing line, and uh, we can already say right now that the initial announcement of the uh, funds that are created uh, uh, to um, basically um, uh, pay for damage uh, that is done uh, according to climate change um, has been a good um, has been well received. So that wasn't that was basically deferred from the last conference. So that was uh, to have that on the first days. So that was really a good. Um, uh, good results. On the other hand, it becomes increasingly clear that it's difficult to reach the 1.5 degree target, which is clearly not good news, uh, that it becomes more and more difficult. Um, on the other hand, of course, uh, we, we have a um, still support from um, main countries, including the US and China, when it, uh, which are the biggest emitters in, um, in, in the world, uh, to a climate reduction and to, in particular, an increase in renewable energy sources, uh, which is clearly very, very important. It's a very, very, very important precondition uh, to fight uh, climate change. Um, so that is um, uh, encouraging, yeah, although it is, of course, not uh, we are not there what we need, but it's it's encouraging. Yeah, I think one of the key takeaways for me personally, um, when you look at the positive side, is that um, they estimate that the emission peak will be reached in 25 now, I think two years earlier than expected. And from there on, uh, emissions should decrease again. So um, I think that's one positive um, note from, from the conference there as well. Yeah. Um, but let's stay with let's stay with um, China and the U.S. Uh, for a minute here because you already mentioned um, you know they are one of the uh, biggest polluters or you know uh, emission um, creators. On the one hand, we see the states that have over the last year decreased their emissions. Um, on the other hand, we see China increasing it. Um, now, a couple of weeks ago. Um, Joe Biden and Xi Jinping met in San Francisco, not only to discuss um, climate topics, but also to um, talk political uh, topics. But one of the, the points on there was a kind of an energy agreement, which said that, you know, they will um, support the efforts to triple renewable energy um, by 2030. What is this? agreement all about, especially keeping in mind that, you know, um, they emit this kind of um, uh, CO2. Yeah, the when we talk about energy, uh, this meeting was very important uh, from at least two perspectives. Uh, one is that uh, they confirmed that climate change and battling climate change is still on the agenda and uh, with the agreement on increasing uh, the use of renewable energy paved, if you want, the way also towards COP28. So that's uh, one perspective. The other is, of course, that's probably geopolitically even more important is that they agreed um, on um, uh, to uh, um, basically to, to restart the communications between the military, between both countries, which significantly reduces the risk that uh, of a military conflict um, in case that uh, is, uh, would come up by accidents and so on. So they did that, they uh, discontinued that um, uh, uh, almost a year ago, and it's now very important that they have uh, reinstated it. And the reason is that um, when um, uh, when they agree on something like that, they also um, uh, reduce the tension on this side. So 
um, the possibility then also to battle climate change and to look at that is um, is, is, is so as similarly there can be more focus on, on climate change if this geopolitical tension is a little bit uh, weakened. Um, on the other hand, of course, we need to be realistic. Um, uh, the conflict of interest between two countries is not going away, but everything that calms down the conflict um, is, uh, of course, highly welcome also from an energy and climate perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm hopeful that it was a good foundation for for the conference right now in Dubai. So let's see what the outcome will be there. I um, hope we can report on this in the next episode. Um, but let's stay with, with, with China for a second, because when we look at this kind of agreement um, and we take a look at the statistics and the numbers, uh, I mean, they, you know, have I think four percent more emissions than in the previous year. They uh, import um, coal on a record level. They're green lighting um, so many coal generation um, projects. I think it's six times what the worldwide projects green lighting is at this point. How serious can we take this kind of agreement? That's a very important uh, question. We need to be realistic when it comes to targets and priorities of the, uh, the Chinese government. Um, they also have uh, um, goals where they think they also need yet to catch up with the Western uh, countries when it comes to the uh, per capita use of uh, of energy. So, which means then by uh, installing this capacity and also coal uh, capacity, they are basically uh, in their perspective catching up with us. Uh, and uh, so uh, while it's very, very encouraging that China is building out renewable energies at such a good uh, pace. Yeah, and also they are one of the leading, or if not the leading, supplier of uh, solar PV panels and also wind turbines. Yeah, so um, if, if that really catches, uh, uh, takes pace and gets traction, uh, that uh, can really make a difference. But in the difference, but in the um, overall mix, yeah, they are also building coal. Uh, capacity for the reasons I, uh, I, I mentioned. So we have to really be realistic when expecting um, uh, developments there and uh, their priorities. Okay, yeah, understood. And, and not to forget, um, I mean, they are one of the biggest miners of lithium, which is also needed for battery technology. So um, this is important to them as well. So yeah. um, of course it has this kind of uh, attractiveness then, um, you know, investing in renewable energies as well. Yeah, and one last word on, on, on COP28. Um, the uh, last outstanding big uh, topic is the uh, use of fossil energy and will COP28 uh, ban that and uh, come up with a commitment to, to phase out fossil energy. And that is uh, a big outstanding issue uh, for the last days of the conference. Okay, yeah, hopefully we have concrete measures uh, to report on in the January episode. Uh, but for this year, um, I think we can wrap it up now. Um, Gregor, thank you very much for, for this year and the market insights. Thank you very much, Florian. It was a pleasure as always. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Looking forward to the new year as well with you. And um, also, let's not forget, thank you very much to you, Holger, for joining our show as the first um, Uniper Market Insights guest. Yeah, thank thanks, you. Holger. Was a pleasure. Thanks. thanks very much for joining this afternoon. And to you out there, of course, we wish you happy holidays and have a good start into the next year. 
where we hope that you will join our next Uniper Market Insights as well then. Until then, see you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.